precious Lord. We sense your presence here. What a treasure you are. You are the gift. Our exceedingly great reward. Thank you. Merry Christmas. This is a, a special weekend. We get to celebrate Jesus' birthday. You know how we celebrate birthdays in our families? And But this is the most important birthday that we could ever celebrate. I want to read a, a scripture from Colossians. 1 verses 15 and 16 and he is meaning Jesus he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation for to him all things were created both in the heavens and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions, or rulers, or authorities. All things have been created by him and for him. Hallelujah. Many scriptures say the same thing about our Lord. So when we have him in our hearts, we have Almighty God, all the power of God, all the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, when we need it, at the time we need it. Oh, we just want to rejoice today. And as we worship the Lord, we want to visualize how special, how important Jesus is in our life. And we want to take him with us when we leave today. We, we don't want to leave him here. We want him to go with us every day, all day. Praise the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this special, special time. We glory in your presence today. We thank you that where we are, you're with us. Oh, Father, we just thank you so much for Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, thank you, Father. We just, um, we just love you, Father. Jesus' name. God is here. Come on, can we just stand up on our feet in the presence of the King? 
take these next couple moments to just look at Jesus. Just behold him in his wonderful face. Just look to the Lamb. Look to the Lamb this morning. Behold his beauty, majesty. And begin to just, just express your love for Jesus.
changes your awareness, it changes who's in the room for you. spoke to Isaac, when Isaac asked him, where is the lamb? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself a lamb. Abraham was speaking of Jesus. He was speaking of Jesus, because if you remember later on in that story, there wasn't a lamb that was caught in the thicket, there was a ram. And Abraham was speaking of Jesus. Behold, there is a lamb that is coming that will be the ultimate sacrifice. And this is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So before we continue in worship this morning, can you just love on one or two people? Just let them know that Jesus is so beautiful. Just love on each other. Let them know how good it is to see them. Wish them a Merry Christmas. We're just going to continue in this atmosphere, in this attitude of worship into what the Lord wants to do this morning. Thank you.
Marvelous is glory by his born. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the little angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Come on, just give Jesus a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, give him a shout of praise this morning.
on, worthy is the Lamb. Is He worth the wait this morning? Revelations, it says that there was no one who was worthy to open the book. And so John began to cry. And the angel told him, he said, don't cry. The lamb who was slain is worthy. And the lamb that was slain stepped, stepped up. And he opened the book. He is king. He was king before he came. And he was king resurrected from the dead. He's king today and he will be king when he returns. <laughs> He's a soon coming king. There is no other king. In fact, do you know when he comes back, it's not an invitation. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord. It won't be an option at that point. But you and I get the privilege to live right now in this life. And this is, this is our opportunity to give him what he deserves. In these moments, we don't go longer in worship. I know, I know we go a little longer than some of the other churches, a minute or two. But it's because he, God shows up. Huh. And when he shows up, we don't want to let him go. There's a royal invitation for the King of Kings to come into this place. But let me tell you something. When he comes in, he's no longer the guest of honor. He's the host. Oh, and I'll never let go of that. Because <laughs> in him is everything. It's the answer to everything. Every, every issue in life, the answer is found in him. Oh, this is good news. Glory to God. Would you take your communion elements with me this morning? We want to take the bread. I'm so grateful this Christmas season, man, that we get to celebrate him. We get to honor him. Lift high his name. Yeah, if you need communion, you can raise your hand and they'll get it to you. Would you take the bread with me and let's let's honor God with the bread. Father, we just thank you that this is your body that was broken for us. That's what this represents, God. And we break it just thanking you for what you've done, what you did at Calvary, that you completed the work, that you finished it. Nothing was left undone that you didn't pay for. And we thank you, Lord, that we have healing, health, and wholeness in you. And we receive that together this morning in Jesus' name. Let's receive it.
and take the juice that represents his blood that was shed for us. Man, let me tell you something. When, when you begin to discover that Jesus is Lord, that he's Lord, and, and that he came, in John chapter 1, it talks about that he, he was there when creation happened. And, and, and in him, all things are held together. <laughs> this whole world's held together in him. And so he was there. And so then he comes to earth, which we're celebrating now in Christmas. He comes to earth and his own didn't recognize him. We have God wrapped in flesh. And he shows up and, and he begins to do miracles and begins to love people. And nobody recognized him. And I went back and, I mean, after I was just really studying about Jesus being Lord and being the creator coming to the creation and then the way that they treated him and the way they put the crown of thorns on his head and they, and they beat him and they put the robe on him and they begin to mock him and say, Hail, King of the Jews. No wonder Jesus said, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they are doing. Forgive them. Because he is the king. Little did they know at the time, he is king. Oh, man. So anyway, I watched that passion movie with that whole mindset, and I just was like, oh, I was a mess when it was over. I was a total, complete mess just thinking about his goodness. So, Father, with that in mind, Lord, we just look, we, we consider this juice that represents your blood that you shed for us. Lord, that you took every offense, every ridicule, every blame, every shame, every condemnation that we deserve, you took. And you died not only for sin, but all that. You died for all of it. We thank you for that, Lord, and we receive this in remembrance of you. We celebrate you this Christmas. Thank you. Let's receive it together. Now, would you just lift your hands toward heaven with me, and let's just thank God. God, we just thank you. Come on, in your own way, begin to lift your voice. Thank him. Yeah, lift your voice. Love on him. Thank you. God, we thank you. We praise you. We glory in your presence, Lord God. We're so grateful, Lord God. We're so thankful. you should forgive others because they don't deserve it you know why Jesus forgave you <laughs> you can finish the sentence because we didn't deserve it amen aren't you thankful good all right well thank you Lord man this is good already this morning would you take a moment and turn to your neighbor and just encourage them. Tell them what you're thankful for that he did for you. Take a moment and do that, would you?
give them another hand. They've been working on that. Thank you, Jesus, for their giftings, their talents, their anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Wow. 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 So, so special. So special. Well, Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. It's so good. I just want to look at everybody in their Christmas digs. We've got some reds and greens and blues out there and some Santa Claus pictures and just oh and we this is a family service. So when you when you came in with your children, you were given a little activity bag. So they can be working on that during the during the message time, but that's okay. Do you know that when Jesus was born in a stable, it wasn't so silent? There was noise going on in that stable, and that meant new life, and it meant life going on. So if it's quiet out there, we need to revive some people. But we like to hear babies. Now, there is, there is a nursery facility. If you need to slip out, take care of baby, bring, come back, whatever, we do have the nursery available for you. But we just want to welcome you here today to worship. And this is our time of giving. This is the season of giving, right? And so it's easy to give at this time. It's easy to say, blessed are those who give. It's better to give than receive because it's you get to see the, the recipient's face. But more than just giving, this is a, 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 an act of worship to our Creator. He's given us so much, our very breath. Everybody take a breath. Didn't even think about it, did you? Take a breath. That wouldn't have happened. That couldn't happen without our Creator still saying, yes, you still have a job to do. Last night or this morning, Phil was asking me, what is your most special part of the Nativity story? It's a big question. Everybody knows I like donkeys. You know, there's a donkey, but I couldn't go right there, but it was to Mary. And I'll repeat myself as I did at the beginning of the month at our ladies' Christmas tea, that Mary, she wasn't special because she had a baby. I've had a baby. There's a lot of women in this room who've had babies. So having the baby wasn't this, not, you know, stick with me here, wasn't necessarily the, the wow part of Mary's story. I think the wow part of Mary's story was that she gave God her yes. And that falls on all of us today. You may be thinking, well, I've given him my yes, but it's, sometimes it's so hard or whatever your story may be. There's so many different stories in the room. Let's go back before Mary. Let's go all the way back to Abraham. Phil, Phil, uh, Zach referenced Abraham earlier today. Abraham was the first in his family to give God his yes. That may be you here today. You may be like my father who was the first and the only in his past family line to say yes to God. 
but like Abraham and like my natural father, then there was me. Then there was Zach. Then there will be a little Zach. There's legacy attached to our yes. And it's not just what we see. We're not people that live by what we see. We're people that we walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to be starting a fast here in a couple of weeks. And I said a couple of weeks ago that dieting changes the way you look. But fasting changes the way we see. And I want to see by faith. I want to see in the spirit what I don't see right now in the natural and our legacy our legacy is coming alongside what God sees and we can speak that over our children and our children's children and the blessing thereof but today as we prepare our tithes and our offerings you know the wise man they didn't just show up with nothing in their in their hands they came prepared to meet the king of kings and the priest of priests and the Lord of lords, the greatest sacrifice. They came prepared. And grandma and grandpa, here's a good rule of thumb so you don't overbuy next year. How many gifts did Jesus get? You might want to use that as a rule. I don't know. We got three, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they all had meaning. Gold was for the king. Frankincense, uh, just for the, for the priest, for the priest, frankincense for the priest of priests. And the myrrh was for the greatest of sacrifices. give a shout out to Mr. Stephen Ziegler for our cross that we have up all the time. And we added the manger, yes, for this season, but look at this picture. This is the beginning and the end of our redemption. Right here. That's what makes this season so amazing. So give God your yes, as Mary said yes, and we're talking about her 2,000 years later. Leave such a legacy that people are talking about you after you're gone, and they're doing what you did after you're gone. Let your children see you worship. Let your children see you give freely with a joyful heart. So this morning, as you prepare to give, there's three different ways. If you want credit at the end of the year for your giving, this is tax deductible, please use an envelope and put your name on it. If not, that's fine. It still goes into the, to the general fund. You can text and you can always give online. One thing that, that we've been done uh, with our kids, and one reason why we track our giving, not for the IRS, but to outgive what we gave last year. 
If you don't keep track, if you just throw it in, which is fine, but you, if you just throw it in, you don't, well, uh, did I get it? But then, man, at the end of the year, you can go, you can go oh, God did that? Did I really make? And you get to see on paper the goodness of God, what he did in your life. When it doesn't add up, bam, you can see what, you, what, what God has done through you. Well, let's bow our heads and let's get ready to give God our yes and our gifts. Father God, we thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for saying, yes, I'll go, knowing that you came for the cross. You came to die for us so that we can live for you. And we live today and we live through our giving and we bless the name of Jesus and we bless every household represented here in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. I want to invite, um, I want to invite Gary and is John around? Where are you? Yeah, you guys come up here, Gary. Come on. They have a thing coming up on January 6th, and I want them to talk a little bit about that. Um, these guys have been going out and doing street evangelism, and they've been going to different places. Um, you've been all over the place, but tell everybody what you're going to be what you're going to be doing on January 6th. And a quick testimony if you have one. Well, we're going to go out on the street on January 6th. So uh, we're going to meet here uh, at uh, 12 o'clock. And uh, it's January 6th, but okay, so we're going to go Saturday. down to the mall. Huh? That's a Saturday? Yeah, it's a Saturday. So we're going to go down to the mall because it's warm in the mall. And I, I'm not a guy that really likes to uh, mess with people that are on a mission, but I like the people like in the mall. Look, there's a lot of people that are lounging. And they just, they're just looking for Jesus. They just don't know it yet. So y'all just got to, you know, they're all looking for something, right? They're shopping for something. So, you know, we might as well, we might as well give them Jesus. It's, uh, you know, deal of the week. But anyway, it's, that's what it's about. And uh, if you have testimonies. How many do you want? <laughs> let's, so, start yeah. with, let's start with one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just to add to what he's saying, um, if you can't meet here at 12 o'clock, if you have something else going, just meet us at the food court and at the Faithville Mall at 1 o'clock. We'll set up, so to say, set up camp there. And then we'll, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll organize yeah, whatever. We'll organize there and then split from there. Um, so just one testimony that comes to mind is probably one of the last ones uh, that we have seen. So there was a guy at a park kind of next to the Springdale Public Library. And um, we just, like, we just... Uh, got together and we're like, hey, we need to go out right now kind of thing. And we didn't know why, we didn't know what the purpose was, but we both sensed a strong urging and so we went out. And there's people who in this area have not heard the gospel at all. 
which is completely mind-blowing considering this is the Bible Belt or whatever. But this guy had never heard the gospel. Um, and so we got to present the gospel with him. We got to give him a Bible. He said he didn't want to make the decision yet, but he still had a seed planted. He took it, took the Bible home. He said he was going to start reading it. We recommend it, Romans 6, 7, and 8, where it talks about death to life from a sinner to, to being a righteous, uh, the righteousness in Christ. Yeah. And so we got to plant a seed in him. And that night, I guarantee you, he did not forget what he encountered during that day. Wow. I just want to say one more thing. Don't let fear hold you. The Bible says the fear of man is a snare. Yeah. Okay, the enemy just wants to come to you and tell you, man, that they're going to get on you, they're going to do that, blah, 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 blah. Just let the devil blah, and you just share the word of life, man. You know, <laughs> the devil plant blah. spiritual seed. I like That's it. right. Because the devil's a loser. He's defeated. And, and Jesus Christ, if we're out under his banner, we win. How many people read their Bible? We. How many people know we win? Yeah. You know, be bold. Come on, man. Hey, stay right here for a second because you guys um, and everything that you're doing with, and, and let me tell you, that prayer time is really important on Saturday. They pray from nine until noon. You don't have to come for the entire three hours, but I, I don't know about you. I don't, I'm not sure I would want to go out until I could spend a little bit of time in prayer, just getting in the zone, you know, and praying in tongues. And, and if you're not filled with the spirit, they'll help you with that too, you know, but you begin to pray and, and then you go out empowered. But one of the things that we've been talking about, and we're going to actually start this, um, it won't be this, this Wednesday coming up, we're going to be off uh, because we're pausing everything for this week. The next week, we're going to be joining Center Cristiano on Wednesday night and praying together, uh, first of the year prayer together uh, as, a, as two church families coming together. And then the next Wednesday, John and Gary and I are going to be doing a seven-week class or a study on evangelism and sharing the gospel with people. And so if you want some tools for your belt, you just want to be encouraged, lifted up in your faith. It doesn't mean that you're committing to going out once a month on Saturday, although that would be a good idea as well. But so many people don't know how to just simply share your faith, share your testimony. And we want to give you a shot in the arm so that you're prepared and you've got ammunition in your belt that you can use. Amen? So, and what? And the impartation, yeah. We were able to lay hands on you and pray over you, and uh, that'll be good. Amen? Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, would you be able to? Thanks. Well, I have a special um, surprise for you this morning, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to invite um, a few people up here. First of all, I'm going to invite my wife, my mother, and are you running camera? I think John can maybe take your place. And uh, I'm going to invite Zach to come up here as well and one more person um, I didn't know I was going to invite this person but when we were in prayer this morning I was like oh yeah I need I need Cheryl to come and join us because you read a scripture this morning that was so perfect for what we're doing and um, so Zach I'm going to put you on the end mom Gma, right here and, uh, and then one for Nicole and myself thank you John oh put it down Let's put it down a little bit. Is that okay? Sorry. I didn't, I didn't throw you off, did I? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Cheryl, I'd like you to read that scripture. Do you have that scripture with you? Yeah. 
Yeah, and then we're going to do something fun. Cheryl read an amazing scripture, and um, it was so good. Cheryl leads prayer, by the way, Sunday mornings from 9 until 9.45 before we start. And would you share that? Okay, so it's from uh, Luke 2, and I'm reading from the New King James versions, if you wanted to follow along. Um, and it's, now there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill towards men. Amen. Will you give Cheryl a hand? Thank you, Cheryl, for reading that. I'm going to give that to you, Mom. No, actually. That's, that was the, the exact scripture that I had, Cheryl. In verse 11, it said, For there is born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. In order to have Christmas, how many of you know we need to have Christ in it? Amen. So we're going to do a little quiz here. Thanks for the use of the chair. Uh, we're going to do a little quiz here. And so what I'm going to do is you see we have three people sitting down on stools right now. So Nicole, this section right here, you're going to be Nicole's team. So Nicole's team right here. The middle section, you're going to be with Gma. This is Gma's team right here in the middle section. Gma. And then over here, Lean and Mean, this is Z's team. Zach's team. We call him Z. All right, Z's team. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a little quiz. Now, I need to read something to you before we ask this first question. Because you're going to get to help each one of these answer the question. And we'll see how much you know about the nativity story. Um, but this first question is about animals. Nicole talked about, you know, the, where Jesus was born. And she talked about a donkey. And I read this and I thought, oh, this is perfect. Um, have you ever seen those pictures where it has an animal and then it has like the, the circle above their head and what they're thinking? The bubble. bubble Thanks. And then, so, okay, so let's imagine Jesus is in the manger and all these animals are around Jesus and this is what they're thinking. The camel is thinking this. I will bear him gifts. The donkey, I will carry him. The fish, I don't know what a fish is doing there. I will pay your taxes. So hopefully he's in water. A cow, uh, I will quench your thirst. A dove, I will bless his baptism. Sheep, I will warm him. A duck, I will feed him. The pig, I will let him fill me with demons. And then I'll jump off of a, wait a minute. Yeah, I think I messed that up at the end, but that was the joke. Okay, my timing. I need to work on my timing. Okay. Thanks. All right, let's, let's get to the questions. Are you ready for the question? Here's the first question. This is for Nicole. Okay, so what animals were present at Jesus' birth? No, no, you can, any, you guys can shout out. Yeah, you can stand over here close. 
What do you think, honey? Bible scholars back here looking, <coughs> looking up their Bibles. Any animals that you would think of would be, were there when Jesus was born? Camel maybe. Camel maybe, yeah. My major scene has a camel. I don't know what you got. Goats? Cows. Cows. Okay. okay. All right. Scripture actually doesn't say what that there were animals. We assume there were because the, he, where he's being born. So in all fairness, it doesn't say that. But this is interesting for thought. I found this scripture in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3. It says this. The ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib. There's food for thought. So maybe there was well, a donkey there. Well, there was a donkey. And then also um, Stella said ox. Ox. Yeah, the ox. ox. You were right there on that scripture. All right, let's go with number two. They did a good job on that one. Number two. This is GMOS team. You guys ready? All right, so where did Mary and Joseph live before Jesus was born? You got to. What about it? I think that was Steve. Oh, Greg? Yeah. Okay. Is that your final answer? Good job. All right. Give them a hand. They got that one right. All right. You ready for Z's team? So, Z, this should be easy for him. The Old Testament, which Old Testament prophet talked most about Jesus' birth out of all of them? Boom. Boom? Yep. Come on. Give yourself a hand. That's really good. Isaiah. Back me down. Back me down. I'm like smoking hot over here. Both mics are right next to each other. Really? Back them both down just a little bit. Just a little bit. So we're done with you. So, okay. I can go home. Let's, okay. No, okay. Here's the, here's the next one. Here's Nicole's. Which of the four Gospels does not say anything about Jesus' birth? I didn't give this one to you on purpose, Zach. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We have a John right here. Okay, all right. John, are we feeling good about John? Is that your final answer? I'm feeling better about that. Uh, that's, uh, that's a toss-up. John? Uh, no, wait, you got a mark? Okay. That was my first. Actually, you're on it. Mark, Mark. <laughs> See, it doesn't I'm, I'm even, so it bypasses swayed. his birth, so and he is swayed. just right into being an adult. Can we get the, the option to steal if they don't get it <laughs> no, the first time? No, I didn't give you that one on purpose. I wanted to, all right. <laughs> Good job. All right, here's Gma. Ready? You guys ready? Who spread the news about baby Jesus throughout Bethlehem? Who spread the news about baby Jesus all throughout Bethlehem when they found out? Who was it? Yeah, Mom, if you know it. Who was it? Who was it? <laughs> Shepherds. Are you going with that? Shepherds, you got it right. Good job. How many wise men visited Jesus, Zach? <sighs> How many was it? Three. Got three? Well, the nativity scene said three. The nativity scene said three. Because there were three Seven? gifts. 
Six. Six. Actually, I'm taking it from my teammate over here. Actually, the Bible doesn't say. It says in Matthew 21 that wise men from the east travel to Bethlehem. So we don't know how many, but I guess we just associated three three gifts, gold, three men. I mean, that sounds sounds reasonable. But anyway, so here's we're back to you. All right. So in which city was Jesus born? This would be easy. In which city was he born? Mm-hmm. All right, we've got Bethlehem right here. Greg, Greg people are questioning Greg now. His whole team's like, Greg, Greg. Because <laughs> Greg was there, actually. So, you know, no. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay, we said Bethlehem. Bethlehem, you got it. Give them a hand, Bethlehem. Now, where, Bethlehem of where? Judea. Judea is now what? Current Palestine. Interesting. Good job, guys. All right, Mom, you ready for this one? How far was it to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem? How far do you think it was? Okay, guys. You've you've seen the movie, Mom, once. How far? Anybody? Hey, don't Are be Googling, Googling this, this now. Come Are on. Are we Googling? What's going on? <laughs> Somebody Google. <laughs> you can. I'm, you can. Like, you can Google that. All right. So, so, and when you Google it, it's interesting because you'll get all these different answers. You'll get everything from eight, 90 miles all the way down to 65. And, uh, I, and I'm going to trust an Israelite that told me it was 60, what did he say? 75. 65 miles south. 65 miles. Now, how long do you think that would take? <laughs> Yay, all right. We'll, g- we'll give you that one, all right. So, about three, three to four days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she was pregnant, I mean, it could have been as many as five to six days. I mean, 31 hours to get to walk that. Because, here's another question. How did they travel? Donkey. On a donkey? Really? Did it mention a donkey in their travel? Was it a beast of burden? This is interesting. Go back and read it. I'm going I'm to leave that one hanging it was out a there. Mule. Go, back and, go back and read that. So, I don't know. When my wife and I were having our first baby, she wanted to walk a lot. So, we were walking a lot everywhere. All right. So, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Where, where, who are we on? Zach? Yeah. She will. She beat me in pool a lot during that time. Um, which of the Gospels tell the, tell the story of the nativity? There's only two. Ooh. Luke is one of them. Yep. And Matthew. You got it. It's Luke yeah. and Matthew. Good job. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Where did Jesus' Wait a family? Minute, Greg, this is not for you. It's not for you. Yeah, okay. this, uh, this, this side okay. over here. All right, Nicole. Where did Jesus' family flee to from Bethlehem? Was it Samaria? Was it Fayetteville? Greece? I know that. Egypt. Nazareth? You got Paul it. Paul said Egypt. Egypt. Come on, Paul. Yeah. You're not Googling back there, are you? Okay. I don't think you are. He was sure on that one. All right, Gma. Christmas wasn't celebrated. This is true or false, so this should be, you got a 50% chance you're going to get this one right. Christmas wasn't celebrated for over 300 years after Jesus died. 
Holly got it. True. She was the first one I saw. A bunch of you said that's actually true. All right, last one. You ready for Zach? You guys? Team Z, you ready for this? John the Baptist, Jesus are cousins, right? Who's the oldest and by how much? I can tell you who's older, but not by how much. John the Baptist was older. He was six months going with according Matt according Toker. according to Luke. He gives the he gives a ratio there. What? So six months, six months Just older. Kidding. All right. So now now I want to now that we've kind of got the competition out of the way, I want to ask a, a question. I want to read a scripture first out of Genesis three fifteen in. In the book of Genesis, which really is where the story begins, the nativity story, is in, is in the book of, the Gen- of Genesis. They're in the garden. Adam and Eve sin. They, they eat of the tree that they were commanded not to eat of. God comes down and he talks to them. And this is what, this is what happens. He asks Adam, what did you do? And Adam points at his wife and blames his wife. She, in turn, points at the serpent and blames him. And then the serpent turns and tries to point at somebody. There's no one left, and he's just standing there. And listen to what God says in verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel. So, Zach, in light of this scripture in Genesis 3.15, what did God say to the serpent, and how does that relate to Christmas? today oh, man it's such a it's such a good thing um, <clears throat> because we don't want to talk about or prioritize anything that the father in heaven is not prioritizing and it's easy for us to associate Jesus only being a part of the scripture story being a part of the word when my Bible tells me, in John chapter 1, that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus is not part of the story. Jesus is the story of the Scriptures. Yeah. And God lays that precedent out here in Genesis 3.15, where the first gospel proclamation is being given by the Father in Genesis. And so when the Father is looking at what the enemy had stepped in, and uh, he, he had entertained mankind's uh, attention for the last however long, which led to the downfall of mankind, man eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We were never meant to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We were meant to eat from the tree of life and life more abundantly. But because man entertained the wrong thing, we ended up making the wrong decision and leading all of humanity into uh, a place desperately in need of reconciliation to the Father. And so the Father's heart was always tuned to the lens of reconciliation from the very beginning because this is said, as Dad, you pointed out, right after the fall of man, that the Father looks at man, he looks at woman, and he looks at the serpent, and he says to the serpent that I will create enmity between your seed and her seed. In the New King James translation, it says, with whenever he says the word seed, when he looks at the enemy and he says, your seed, the S is a lowercase s. But when he speaks to the woman and he says, your seed, the S is capitalized, referring to a seed, one who will come. And he backs that up in the gospel presentation by saying, and he 
will crush your head through the bruising of his heel. And what does that mean? What that means is this man is coming for this purpose, to die. This man is coming for this reason alone. It's not to say I'm the only God that's ever put on a body, though that's important. It wasn't just to say I'm a God that has to take naps and eat and drink to know what it's like. He wasn't just coming to relate to mankind. He was coming to redeem mankind. And how was he coming to redeem us? Through the bruising of his heel, which took on the form of a cross. And so when the Father speaks that, what he's declaring over humanity, and he's already implanting this seed into the mind of the enemy, is that, you'll come, is that the seed that has enmity against you will come, and you will bruise his heel. And in essence, you will think you have won. But what you will quickly discover is that the crushing of your head is found in the bruising of his heel. In essence, Jesus conquered death with death. Yeah. He overcame the power of death by tasting death itself. And because of his sacrifice in tasting death, now you and I no longer have to. And so when the Father is laying that out, he's providing for all of us from the very, because the Lord never makes any declaration, he never makes any statement without restoration and hope on his mind. And wanting to be rejoined to the creation that he fashioned in his own hand. And so it's just amazing to see that from the moment mankind messed up, the Father was all the more quicker to show up and bring the answer of the gospel way back at the very beginning of time itself. And so that's what I see really from this is the enmity between the enemy and the woman, between her seed and his seed, and that he would crush his head through the bruising of his heel. All through the word, from Genesis until the cross, until Jesus came, it's in there. That's why we that's why we we read the Old Testament here at Vision Church, because it's the word, it's Jesus, and that's why the enemy is trying to get the seed out of us. Yeah. He's trying to to kill the seed of the word that's inside of us, and we've we've got to be people that come in here hungry for the word, and then we're doers of the word, not deceiving ourselves when we leave, because we don't want to be like the seed fell by the wayside people. We want to be seed that it springs forth and brings forth a great harvest in our lives, and that's people. Yeah. That's people that are hungry for the seed of the word, which is Jesus. That's so good. Um, Mom, I want to ask you a question, and I want to, I want to set it up, though, with a, um, with a scripture. In Luke chapter 1, this is when the angel appears to Mary. And uh, it says, then the angel said to her in verse 30 of chapter 1, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. So <clears throat> in your reading of this and the study that you've done on this, what is, what is your um, understanding of Mary's response to you know, the angel coming, and then 
how does that fit into God's total plan for what, what we just went over in Genesis? I think Mary was uh, so humbled uh, before the Lord. She was just uh, willing to uh, uh, be and do whatever he wanted her to do. And uh, I think there couldn't have been a better young woman for him to choose. Uh, uh, I'm not sure uh, exactly uh, what else to say, except that um, I've seen Mary as, uh, she was just, uh, uh, oh, okay. She believed yeah. that the angel was from God, that she was hearing from God, and she uh, didn't have to know everything ahead of time, yeah. like I do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I think she's a good example of what I want to be, yeah. where I'm going. Uh, as far as God just used me, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll be willing to say and go wherever you want me to go. And um, yeah. uh, she's, she's just a very godly example of what we women are to be. And we know that she was a great mother. Yeah. She was... Apparently, she was disciplined, and she uh, uh, knew uh, God probably wasn't surprised at anything she did after he called her. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the matriarch of your family now, and you were one of the first in your family to sell out to give God your all, yeah. your, your whole yes and you raised your children, and so we have legacy here. So Jane being the first on, on her family's side, and then now Pastor Phil, the way she raised him, I as a wife, very thankful that the sacrifices that she and, and, and her husband Frank made for their son, for their children, and then Zach is a le le legacy of that. And so see, here's a, a handmaiden of the Lord who gave her yes, who was a mother who, in her estimation, is probably, well, I could have done better. Who's, there's not a mom on the planet that doesn't think that sometimes. Right. But the fact that, that you're here, faithful, and you're still giving God your yes. And what, what a great example to us women and men in the church. And we're, we're blessed to have Gma here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell yeah. you, such a blessing. And what if Mary had considered these, you know, I mean, she's engaged. She's not married yet. How am I going to become pregnant? The Holy, Holy Spirit, you know, the angel told her. And, I mean, what if she had considered what could happen to me? I could be stoned. You know, I think she was just sold out to God. Because if you uh, give in to all of the 
oh my gosh, this is terrible. Everybody's going to think this, and, and you get into thinking that way, uh, then uh, you can lose what God directed you to do through the angel. I, I don't think she allowed herself uh, uh, to go there. I think she just, uh, uh, it's not every day an angel appears mm -hmm. to us. Right. And I, I think it was such a dramatic moment that um, she just, she, she did what God expected her to do. So she bought would, into the angel, yeah. listened, believed. Would you say that, that because she didn't consider the possibilities of what could happen, that we shouldn't either? Oh, absolutely. We can't afford to. Um, we can't faith, afford yes. to. Um, you've mentioned numerous times uh, different things um, that happened when I had um, the heart attack. Well, from my perspective, from the bed, I visualized Jesus. Now, I recall all of the, not all, but much of the word that I had taken in to my heart. And I, I visualized Jesus on the wall ahead of me. And I talked to him. And I spoke word that I had believed. And I knew that he was my only help. He was my only way out of that situation. I couldn't move anything, couldn't talk. <laughs> you know, I, you asked me if I could write at one point. Yeah. Uh, in ICU and I thought oh sure I can write a note I I couldn't uh, it didn't click Wasn't nothing came together to work with my uh, uh, fingers that I couldn't move much and uh, you know nothing clicked God was my only answer yeah. and I think that's what Mary came to. I mean, no doubt, you know, the mind is so uh, amazing, mm -hmm. what God's given us in our mind. And probably Mary had a thousand thoughts when the angel spoke. And she chose to go with what the angel said rather than all of those thoughts that came from outwardly. We accept God's thoughts mm -hmm. and, and that's what the angel was speaking to her were yeah. uh, the thoughts of God. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll work for you. If you choose that mm -hmm. to go that way, it'll work for you. Yeah. I mean that heart attack was what, 10, 11 years ago? Now I've forgotten January it was 8th. a long time ago and i'm past that yeah glory to god well just like mary had an angel who gave her instructions and she chose 
you didn't have an angel, but you had an inkling to make a change in your life that totally changed the trajectory of your life back when you were in high school and you were living on the farm and something something pushed you towards an opportunity. Oh, it's interesting, you know, even when you don't, uh, the interesting thing is since God created you, he knows you inside and out. He, he knows what you're going to do and um, when you don't know what you're going to do. When I was in high school, I didn't, hadn't prayed, received Jesus or anything, but yet I can look back now and I can see how God moved, circum changed circumstances, moved things, moved people, uh, so that if I'm making sense here, so that I could get to the place where I would make a commitment to him. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't give up on yourself. You know, be really confident, and but accept what Jesus has for you quickly. Yeah. I mean, don't ever move away from the Spirit of God because God will lead you in the way that you should go, whether you know it or not. Uh, and, and you will come to the place where you can just open your heart and mind and receive his plan, his plan. I love his plan. He's not done with me yet. I don't know what, it, uh, what else he has in store. You know, some things I do, think I do, but not everything. And so I, I have to believe, you know, he's not done. When he's done, he'll let me know. We'll converse about it, <laughs> and, and then I can go. Yeah. I can go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. So, babe, last, last one right here. <clears throat> I want to read out of... Uh, this is Matthew 2, uh, verse 1. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days uh, of Herod the king, behold, the men, men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. You remember I said that the king, he was a king when he came. Where is he who is king? of the Jews. And so what is the significance though of the stars and the heavens declaring his birth? Well, they're they're all created beings. Stars are created and his whole creation worships him. And and the word also says if we don't the rocks will cry out. And I don't want some innate object to outpraise me. And I, my praise, it belongs to God. Um, you just, some people just get to see it happening in all of its 
ugly, out there, whatever, whatever it looks like, because it's for him. So I'm so thankful for the redemptive work that Jesus did for me. Not a day goes by that I don't thank him and that I don't worship him. And what you see here, you do at home. Don't just reserve worship for when Zach's leading and the lights are low and it's the mood's right. You can worship in Walmart. Yeah. You can worship wherever you go. Your life is a living sacrifice, and that's what our worship is to him anyways. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a sacrifice of praise. It's a worship, and it's not based on our feelings. It's not based on what we have or what we don't have, what we're needing at the moment. Well, if I just storm the gates of hell, if I, just, if I just bombard the gates of heaven, well, the gates of heaven are open. So they're already open for us. So we don't have to do that. But, but worship is um, so imperative to our, our sustenance, our, our being, our being alive. Uh, it's, it's imperative to worship. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to pray for you in closing um, <clears throat> on this Christmas weekend. And tomorrow um, is the day that, that we get to celebrate. But what I want to do is I want to pray for you <clears throat> that, you know, we, we can get caught up in stuff during Christmas. It's easy to get, just get caught up in stuff that pulls you. You know, and it pulls you away sometimes. And, you know, if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, many times for me, um, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit's trying to pull me away. You know, I'll get on the computer and start to lick something, and he'll say, can you lay that down for a minute? I want to spend some time with you. And I want to be that guy that, that when he knocks on my door, that he sees me pull away and turn aside, you know. <clears throat> You see those commercials where the wife takes her husband, they're on a date, and the husband's watching the game. He's got it down on the side or hidden somewhere, you know, and she's trying to have a conversation. He's going, yes. And she's kicking him under the table like, no, spend time with me, you know. And I don't want that, I don't want this Christmas for, for me to wind up being about the stuff. Christmas is about Christ. So keep Christ in the Christmas. Stuff's not bad. I mean, give stuff, bless people, bless people, but make sure Christ is at the center. Just like in Thanksgiving, that we keep God in Thanksgiving. So we're always thankful to him for what he did. And then we keep Christ in Christmas. Amen. So I want to, I want to pray for you that, because <clears throat> I just feel like today was just a, a, a time of just coming back to the plumb line, bringing the plumb line back to what matters most. And that's my relationship with so, Father, I just pray over every person here. Lord, I pray for a wonderful Christmas tomorrow, God, and, and the rest of today. And I just pray, Lord, that Lord, that you would speak to hearts today, that we would be, have clarity to hear from you. And this would be such a sweet weekend of spending time with you and giving thanks and honoring you by, by honoring other people and blessing other people. God, thank you for this moment. And this day set aside to celebrate you. God, we, we are so thankful for that. But God, I just pray for the meaning of the season to be 
more real than it's ever been for every person here. And I pray over relationships here. I know some of you are going to see people that maybe you haven't seen in a while, or maybe you're not looking forward to having to deflect and, and try to navigate conversations. But God, I pray peace over these families, and I pray for healing and restoration, reconciliation. God, you're, you're the God of peace. And so I pray for the peace that passes understanding, that guards the hearts and minds of every person in here. Lord, that as they're talking to that awkward situation or that person that gets on their nerves, God, I think we don't have nerves for people to get on. <laughs> because we're, we live son conscious. We live daughter conscious, not sin conscious. And so I thank you, Lord, that sin against us does not produce sin in us this year. Uh-uh. Not next, not from now on. Thank you, Father, that we live and we walk in freedom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Well, one last announcement and then... No, no? Um, just keep your heads bowed oh, yeah. because we want to always offer an opportunity to receive this brand new life that you keep hearing about. And it doesn't have to be at the, at, the, at the end of the altar. It can be at the beginning of service. But if today's the day and you've not given God your 100% yes, today's your day. It's called salvation because it's saved from ourself. Yeah. Saved from doing life the way we've always done it. Yeah. And we're saying, God, I want you to be the boss of my life. Thank you. And I surrender everything. Yeah. If that's you, raise your hand so we can identify. And Thank you, God. We can pray with you. Thank you. We can agree and we can say, welcome to the family. Yeah. Yeah. We see those hands. Now let's all pray as a family together. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you. Thank you. For sending Jesus. For sending Jesus. And Jesus. And Jesus. Thank you for dying. Thank you for dying. For my sin. For my sin. I repent right now. I repent right now. Of doing things my way. Of doing things my way. And I receive you, Jesus. And I receive you, Jesus. As my personal. As my personal. Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior. You be the boss. You be the boss. And I will live for you. And I will live for you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we Welcome give Jesus to the family. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Come on. Come on. Now it can be a Merry Christmas because you know you're right with God. It's coming into relationship. It's not coming into a doctrine. It's not coming into a church. It's not coming into anything else other than a, a intimate relationship with him. And it's that place in intimacy that's where he hides you. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you, you know, uh, read your Bible. Read Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. I loved what John and Gary said. Five, six, seven, and eight. That's your righteousness. That's you coming from sin consciousness into son. If you and need a Bible, don't leave without one. We've got a Bible that we can give you. Yeah. 
and plug into a church that preaches the Bible. This is a really gospel. good church to plug into. <laughs> All right, you're here today for a reason. But you can't do family life without family. No. You can be a Buddhist all by yourself. Yeah, Hindu. You can be a Hindu all by yourself. Just go climb a mountain and go go all by yourself. But you can't be a successful Christian. That's right. By yourself. It's the only religion that requires the body. Himself, as was his custom, went to the temple, went to the house of God. So we encourage you and we invite you. We'll see you next week. 10 o'clock right here uh-huh. worshiping Jesus yep. and then people get to know you and they get to get into your business and get to encourage you hold you accountable and then hold you accountable <laughs> come yeah. on it's encouraging it's good I mean it's you, good you want, you want to be on fire get around people that are on fire if this is your first time visiting with us today, yeah. would you ask that you do fill out a little card? Just give us your name and number so we can say, hey, thanks for coming. What yeah. can we pray with you about? Yeah. All right, we're not going to hound you, but we are going to follow up and connect with you because we love you. And God has called us here to pastor. And so this is our flock. And so we just want to welcome you today and next week. We will yeah. see you back here. Uh, now, this week, you did mention everything is paused this week, so go be with your family, and then probably after that, you'll want to be back here next Sunday, right, to pray through, and um, and just, just to give great stories about what the goodness of God this week. We bless you. Let's all stand up together. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for this celebration. We are just so thankful, and Lord, we just go out excited to get to spend time with you walk in the goodness that you've designed for us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. If you haven't already received one, we've got some Christmas cards for you on the table from our family to yours. Merry Christmas. You'd show us your glory. To what Jesse preached this morning, cloud of his presence would come and that we wouldn't be needed as the priests could not minister because of the weight of your presence. I want our hearts to be knit together tonight, church, in one accord, crying and panting, show me